Hello and welcome to the last episode of our 1994 season for Living in the Past. Uh, my name is Paul. Uh, my name is still... I'm, my, I'm ready. Hello, I'm Ben. <laughs> and we, uh, the reason that he is uh, distracted is because this is the, yeah, a very a firm favourite. Probably the, the episode that like, is only going to... like. We would love to love to listen back to it because this is just us being nerds about making top five lists for everything that we've consumed in 1994 for the season um so this is when we do our year in review we're doing our top so we changed the things around it and we changed it right at the last minute because that's 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 professional <laughs> and it was my fault and I'll, at I'll the get... last minute you changed it yesterday and i'm still changing it today <laughs> so we decided so it used to be top five uh movies top five albums and then it was a top five songs that we already knew from that era and then songs that we discovered in that season. So, and my problem was that I didn't really discover anything that I hadn't either already had on like high rotation or just like, I didn't seem to have a lot of new stuff. So I said yesterday, Hey, why don't we just do a top 10 songs? Like, and just that covers old and new. And, um, and then poor, Ben's like, poor Ben over here had a top 10 songs, old and new. So I had 20 songs that I now had to filter down into, Oh, does this song that I just found about this year stack up against a song I've been listening to for the last 25 years? Well, yeah, that's the oh, thing. I don't know. Thanks a fucking lot, Paul. This why is did you have of fun. Why did you have 10? We never did. We were never doing 10. Why did you have 20? No, like I, I have like a list of oh, I had like more a, than 10. A pool like to, a, to pick from sort of thing. Yeah. Like okay. this is my top 10. Now I've got to, got to work it out. <laughs> um, so then you came back. You, count, you counter-offered <laughs> with making top 10 albums. And I was like, okay, because just 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 because like I was scared that you were gonna like yell at me, so I was like, yeah, okay, we'll do top ten albums, and then like that that allowed me to 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 reintroduce some albums that um I I didn't feel could fit in my top five, and then um you said let's do top ten films, I said no. <laughs> well, mostly I just thought we should keep the theme going. I yeah. I've probably got a top seven, maybe eight. <laughs> well, yeah. So for the, maybe from 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 now on. Like because like the 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 pool that we're um, dipping our toes into is getting ever bigger, um, because it's obviously like this is the stuff that we were listening to, you know, the, this is the stuff that's more we're more familiar with. Maybe we'll expand it to ten, top tens for next next season. So from ninety five onwards, it'll be top ten films, uh, songs and albums. So and I'm still going to be bitter at not having old and new because I'm still finding new things. Well, especially song wise, like maybe. Like the odd artist and album, I guess. Um, I've got one new album to me. Yeah, kind of see, too. like I, I got, but I, I just didn't like in the first few seasons. There was a lot of, um, especially with me, it was like I was getting into the hip hop stuff. There wasn't like as much of that that I was into this season. Um, a lot of stuff that I thought was from the eighties. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's actually from the nineties. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know whether like my definition of what's like completely new because like I was like. I saw your list of you, you did show me a couple of things that was on your new list, and those songs were on my playlist for like the last few years. Like I can't say that like I've never heard them before. So, yeah, I was just like, this. I, this it's not entirely that I haven't heard them. Like I've heard some of them, yeah, but I'd never actually noticed them or appreciated them or had them on any rotation. Yeah. All right. So that's um that's a long way of explaining that we've got top ten songs and top ten albums. So, um, but let's start off with uh, well, what do you want to start off with? I guess, I guess we should do songs so I can stop changing it. Okay, 
And now, did you do what my top five films were? Because like, the other thing is that we, we try to guess each other's top fives. Um, and we were going to do it for films. I think we're going to do it for albums too. I, I, did, I did films and albums, but I only did the five. I only did the ten. <laughs> so when we get to the, the top five new albums, then I've got some, I've got some, uh, some predictions, okay? But did yeah. you do any of that? Um, I haven't like written it down, but I, I had been thinking throughout the week, uh, what, what you're going to have. Okay. All right. So let's go into, uh, top five. Oh, sorry. Top, uh, top 10 songs for the year. All right. So, uh, <laughs> this was, yeah, I mean, this is, this is hard. It was, it was hard to sort of, I had a lot of, um, I don't want to go through my my uh, the ones that didn't make it first, um, but yeah, at the end there was, it was there was quite a pool, especially when you talk about like top songs for 1994. Um, but I'll start it off, and like the the reason, like this one had to be in there because when we listened to it, um, it was only a couple of episodes ago, I kind of said like this is like a definitive song of the 90s. Um, so my my top number ten is Zombie from the Cranberries. Ah, good choice. Um, and the thing is, like, it's, it's one of those things of like, like I know that, you know, we have a, a, a we have a, a strong but small sort of listenership that like, you know, no one's going to like be looking at this list and like going through it like a fine tooth comb. <laughs> and I'm not saying like, you know, no. um, also like throughout these lists, um, like especially my films, like we're not anti um, blockbuster movies and anti sort of, you know, all those lists that you see of like movies and, and albums that like. Um, there's the same ones over and over. Like I, I, I did somewhat say that, like those get a lot of press anyway. Like we, the whole point of this podcast is like, go look, there wasn't just that film. There was all these other films. Like let's explore them as well. So, um, so there might be not as as many like um guarantees on these lists as, as what you think. But saying that, Zombie, obviously a very popular song, and I think deserves to be on any um, list that's that's going to say the best songs of of 1994. Agreed. Um, however, my number 10 is, uh, not from 1993, Dinosaur Jr.'s Feel the Pain. <laughs> it's, it's been up and down this list. Um, it would have been on my new songs list because yep. I did def- definitely did not know this song back in the nineties, even early two thousands. Um, I think I was pretty late to the, the junior party. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's had quite a journey on my um... ladder. Yeah, but look, it had to come in. Yeah, and I mean, this. Uh, I mean, I was, I was always. Uh, this is one of the ones where definitely like the film clip um, lured me into the, the the song. Like I saw that on on Rage, and like it's, it's amazing where they're playing golf around New York City, and it's just um, it's amazing. So, yeah, definitely, it was on. Uh, it was on my leftovers. Ah, oh. so that one didn't make it into my top ten. So, um. Gosh. Number nine is Supernova by Liz Fair because, again, a song that was introduced to me via Rage um, uh, on the, the, the video because, and then I fell in love with Liz Fair like everyone did because um, everyone that was watching Rage at that time and into that alternative sort of thing was like, I fell in love with Liz Fair. Um, the entire album um, wasn't as good as her um, Exit to Garville from last year or 1992. Um, but this song is is great, and um, just one. It's 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 just impossible to be sad. It's a very uplifting sort of poppy sort of song, and and I've always loved it. So it had to be on my um my top ten. 
Fair. I did not see that coming. I forgot about Liz Fair entirely. <laughs> yes. Um, Do you know the song? Yeah, it's okay. Um, it's that's okay. why. It's. So um, I, I made a. I need a playlist. I don't know if you looked at my playlist that I. I did sent look you. at your playlist. Yeah. That was my original shortlist. So there's some hints for you. It's so good. It's pretty good. Um, so yeah, definitely had to be on the list. Um, I did see, I did peruse your 1994 playlist, but then I was like, is this like, uh, you know, when, when working out your top albums, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm, I'm getting a little peek behind the curtains here. I don't know what I should do this one. So cause like, cause obviously there's some stuff on there that I probably wouldn't have even had, had on the, um, the, uh, playlist at all. Yeah. I'm like, that's a, that's not a good song. What are you doing? Why is, no, why is, Rich, why is Richard Marks on here? <laughs> Why is he not on there? Is it not one of the best songs of the year? Um, so what is your number nine? Oh, your number nine. Yep. My number nine is What's the Frequency, Kenneth? Oh, the only good song on yes. Monster. Uh, so spoilers, R.E.M. is not getting into my album list. Oh, there's no uh, spoiler on that. I mean, we talked about Monster. Not even the top ten. No, like Monster. And look, it's one of these albums that maybe if I listen to it again, um, you know, a few years time, I might sort of like warm to it. Um, I definitely liked Out of Time way better the like listening to it for this for this um, podcast. Uh, but yeah, this one it's just it's very it, after the big um, release of um, oh, what was the first the one before this um, Automatic for the Green. People. Oh yeah. Um, this is like this was like the anti automatic for the people like that. You didn't have an everybody hurts on here. Like it's it's um so yeah, you had it Kenneth was, and that's it. Yeah, Kenneth and that's it. And yeah, I mean I'm sure it's like a it's a hardcore fan favourite, but yeah, it was, it, for me it was it was a bit hard to get through. So okay, cool. Mm-hmm. It was on my short list. Um REM seems to be like Dinosaur Junior, like they're just they're just pumping out albums and then I think yeah. soon they're gonna stop for a bit. Because I think after this one they don't they don't do one for a while. Um Oh well. <laughs> um, so they Billy Jolders. <laughs> yes, it was going so well, and then a river of Kenneth, and it was all over. River of Kenneth. <laughs> Bring on the compilations. In the middle of the night, Kenneth comes to me in my dreams. <laughs> uh, my number eight is Sure Shot by the Beastie Boys. Um, oh. I needed to have some uh, hip hop on here because Ill Communication came out and it was like, it's probably my, it probably would be my favorite. I like, I really like Intergalactic, but um, Ill, Ill Communication would be a, 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 a second um, in my Beast Boy standing. This one's just great. Um, the, the thing that um, made this one a necessity to be in my top 10 is when the month that we were listening to Ill Communication, I had it on the car and my, um, my kids love this song, so like, they they kept saying it's like, put the one with the whistling at the start because it's that it's got that um <laughs> flute thing. I'm like, sure, we can listen to Beastie Boys. Don't listen to the lyrics too much. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had to make sure that Beast Boys um had a showing on my um my top ten. So that is uh, number eight. Uh, I'm not going to delve on my eight too much because we already covered it. Uh, cranberry Zombri, Zombri, oh, cool. Um, Cranberry. It- Cranberry, no. <laughs> I've I've really struggled with my older new songs. I wanted to have like a decent blend. Yeah. Um, and this one came back in this morning because it was it was not in 
not in either five. Yeah. Um, but it had to be in a 10 because it's, although I feel it's a little bit overdone, it's, it's so good. Look, it's, you can't, yeah, we, as I said before, you can't deny that it's like, it's a, just a decent song. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, so going on to my number seven. And now this is the thing, like when, when we, we, when we introduce the, uh, cause what I try to do is I try to like, sort of not have too much double up in my songs and my albums. Like I sort yes. of, you know, yep. um, so, uh, there was a, there was an artist that was going to be on there on, on here because their album didn't make it into the top, t- into my top five albums. But now that it got expanded, I'm going to, uh-huh. I, I took that out and I'm going to replace it with regulate by Warren G. Oh, because that is a really good song. <laughs> I, and... I very suddenly realized that the top five albums that I have for you, I did not think about any hip hop. Oh, look, I mean, um, it didn't, it wasn't like a huge. Um, uh, yeah, but there was a lot of hip hop standouts for you this year. There was, yeah. But then um, there's also a lot of stuff that I didn't get into as much. And I don't know whether it's just like. Maybe my my hip hop train is slowing down the station. Maybe it's getting a bit too scary and gangster for me. Um, well, I guess the punk train is well, the punk the train. Yeah, now. yeah, like yeah, so. the, yeah. That's like I got to give a lot to that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, regulate by Warren G. One of those ones that like yeah, um, I just thought, and this is like my ignorance of like rap and hip hop like stuff. I just I didn't know who did that song. I just knew I knew it was a song. I it was it was probably in. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, <laughs> yeah. where I was, where I get most of my um, hip hop um, uh, inspiration from. Um, but yeah, really, really good song, and um, yeah, have to do that. So, uh, Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. What could have been my number one for many years of my life is Smashing Pumpkins' Landslide. What? How do you not love this song? I I listen to this on repeat some days. You know what? Some I I I I have to um, admit, like I had a, a a cursory listen through a Pisces Iscariot, and I was like, meh, the biggest meh. Um, oh yeah, I didn't I did not listen to the the whole collection, but landslide on its own. I found this song back when Kazar was around. What's Kazar? Oh yeah, and LimeWire. <laughs> <laughs> so through the like, through the intimate um, viruses on the computer, you listen to landslide by smashing. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I I feel like I just found it as a a fluke. You know when someone there's a song there it's like where acoustic smashing pumpkin song is like oh okay cool what's this and oh, yeah, it, it didn't have, um... fit in with much else. It just was amazing. And then you find out it's a cover and it's better than the original. It's like, oh, it's better, but it's better than the Fleetwood Mac. Is it? Fleetwood oh Mac? yeah, hundred percent. Okay, I, I doubt that. I can't even. I, I still. I can't even pick it. I can't remember it. You can't remember the original, but you. No, I can remember the original. I can remember the original um, Fleetwood Mac, but I, I don't think I can. I can even think of um, Smashing Pumpkins doing it. There's something about. I I know I've got an unfair connection with it because this is dumb. But as a child learning guitar and being able to play like most of this song, like even the little lead parts, just makes you feel nice. good he's just got a nice voice sometimes 
There's no Darcy. <laughs> uh, um, no Darcy, win. no pumpkin for me. You know, you know my rule. <laughs> um, okay, that's all right. Cool. Um, good on you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, you're gonna hate my number six. <clears throat> um, it is cut mm. your hair by pavement. Um, it was in my shortlist. He's like, you know, look, we talked about Ben hates pavement and um, not for any other reason. I hate the idea of pavement. (laughs) The idea of pavement. Um, This is off Cooker Grain, Cooker Rain. Um, Look, we've talked about before how this is, uh, they're a band like Sonic Youth where sometimes I think they're listening back to stuff in the studio. It's like, hmm, people are going to like that too much. Let's put some distortion and some bad vocals over the top of that. Uh, cut your hair is probably like their their breakout sort of radio hit because it's 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 easily the most palatable pavement song you've ever heard. Um, even like a like a bunch, I think there's a, oh, I can't remember is, is it the gold sound something like that. That one is is going well, and then he starts to sing off key, and it's like oh no, it's pavement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nearly got me there, pavement, but no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and this one um, again, like um, if you're if you're watching an alternative mix on Rage, like the music video show um, in uh, in Australia, you would um, you, this this would be on it, and it would be amazing, and it's a it's a really good song. So uh, it is. It, yeah. When uh, we had older new songs, this was in and out of my new songs. Like, mm. I, like I obviously knew it earlier, but I didn't know it was pavement. Um, yeah. And then when I found out, I briefly disliked it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, could be like Nada Surf or... Um, yeah. Oh, so I was, oh, did I tell you that... Um, I might have mentioned it before that uh, Harvey Danger's um, flagpole sitter is finally back on Spotify. Ah, oh, thank God. The cover yeah. is just not the same. Yeah, so like you can actually, you can finally listen to the, to the, uh, to the OG flagpole sitter. Um those Some kids good. are about to get so rich. Still slaps. Mm, always. All right, your number six, sir. My number six is uh, my new friend's Sponge. Oh. Remember Sponge? I do remember Sponge, yeah. Um, I, I don't know how, like, when we talked about them at the time, it was so weird because they had two, maybe three songs on this album that were just really, really good and the rest was not. But I have listened to this song. Um, quite a lot. <laughs> and what movie is it from? Can't remember. Is it Empire um, Records? I don't even know if it was. I'm pretty sure it's Empire Records or something like I that. I think one of their other songs is from Empire Records. Okay. Which sounds quite similar to this. But so it's just got like... This, this, this is, is Plowed. Plowed, yeah. Um, um, it's kind of... It's like Good Offspring... Meets uh, <laughs> friendly helmet. Meets the mid nineties. An offspring with a helmet on. Yeah. Um, yeah, a soft helmet, not like a hardcore one. Um, did you? Because uh, this was well, this is the album where we listened to it, and um, it was very much one of these. One of these is not like the other, or a few of these are like not, yeah. not like the other. Yeah, like this this uh, song. If you listen to this and then you listen to the album, it's like. It's not the same. Like it's it's very. It's one of those albums where they had three singles and then the rest. 
<laughs> they just don't fit together. And that's yes, like sometimes is... we get that with with stuff that we know. Yeah. Like a song that you know and then you listen to the album and like, oh, this doesn't make sense. But this was all new to us basically. All right. So do you want to hear it do you just, want to hear does not fit. Well, it's in Empire Records, but it's not actually on the it's on the, not on the soundtrack, but it's actually in the, the movie. Is this a sixteen candles one? Or Molly? No. What's up? That they had three songs. There was no. This is this is Plow. Plow is in Empire oh, okay. Records. It's also oh. a movie called No Looking Back. It's in a Cold Case episode because it's Cold Case, um, and it's also on Guitar Hero. Um, it actually sounds a lot like that Machine Head song from a little bit. <laughs> like it's got that sort of mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and and then oh that the Machine Head song and the kids aren't kid, kids aren't all right or kids are all right yeah. by the Offspring. I'm like yeah, that, like, all those songs are the same. Yep. Um, variations on a, um, on a on a riff. Okay, cool. Um, man, they had a lot of. Let's uh, hit the top five. The top five. Now this Let's one again. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the album. I'm never not I'm never not going to do that. Um, the album. I was. It was going to be in my. It was on the shortlist for my top five albums. And then it didn't even actually even make it into my top terms because the album as a whole, I'm like, it's all right. But this song needs to be on some list. And it's Red Right Hand by Nick Cave. Oh. Because this is a song that, like, I heard this coming out of my brother's room and I'm like, what is that? And like, what is that? It's scary, but it's cool. Um, and it's like, the other thing that... It, it's in so much stuff. Like it's in X Files. It's in Scream. It's it rocked up in something else that I watched Dumb recently Dumber. too. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, it was in Dumb and Dumber, and it's just like Americans love this song apparently. Um, yeah, and like oh, there's a, there's there, there's definitely like a, a case that it's probably not the best song on um, Let Love In. Like I really like no, the title track. <laughs> I really like the title track, and I really like um, uh, Do You Love Me and and those songs but like this song is is iconic it's like if if you're gonna do um is it echoic this is echoic sorry thank (laughs) you um this is an echoic song um if you're gonna do like a top 10 songs of the 90s i believe it should be on that like just for like it's use But but it's only your number five yeah because like i mean I, I, it's, it's, it's more like a, it might, it's, it's a lot like zombie. It's, it, it could be even more like a ceremonial thing. It's not something like, oh, I listen to a lot. If anything, um, the Flaming Lips recently came out with a cover of it with, um, I think they have like this singer that they, mm. they've joined them. She's only about 15 years old, but they do a cover of Red Right, Ra- Red right Hand with her, and it's, it's amazing. Um, and it's not something I can listen to all the time, but like just because it's been in so much stuff that we've been <laughs> consuming lately, I'm like, it's it's got to be in here, so yeah. Red right hand, Nick Cave. You know, what I realized um, while listening to my little playlist this week, mm-hmm. there is quite a similarity between Beck and Nick Cave. If you just listen or read their lyrics, you can interchange <laughs> the music on their songs. To a point, I think I think Beck starts to get a little bit brighter, whereas Nick Cave just gets more and more depressing. <laughs> well, yeah, it's still. I mean, Nick Cave is never going to say in the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey. But <laughs> if you were to read the lyrics or sing the lyrics of Loser to the tune of Red Right Hand, you could probably believe it's Nick Cave <laughs> and vice versa. They're just dumb. They're interchangeable. Yeah. Yeah. It's just all, all about tempo. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, my number, number five. five? Uh, my number five just uh, did a switcheroo with number four. Oh, um, okay. Bring him back down. <laughs> it's going to come down to everything Zen. Because <laughs> this this was on my list. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't put another, another, another bush on there. Uh, I did not know that this was Bush. Uh, I feel like I hadn't heard this song a lot. Everything Zen, um, but it's really good. Yeah. It's... How could you not know that Everything Zen is like it's 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 Gavin Rosdale's voice like front and center? No, Bush did the song Glycerine, and they did the song Swallowed, um, and that's all that anyone knew or cared about. And Swallow's on Raised by Suitcase, isn't it? It's not on this one, is it? Correct. Yes. Okay. This is this is a, this is a plowed. Um, Oh, is it? It's a little bit plowed. Everything's in Come Down and Glycerine. Nothing else reaches those heights. I don't no. think I'm going to Maybe no. Machine Head ish, a little bit. But even that is like. Yeah. I would say that. Oh, I suppose it's a little bit the same, but like Machine Head definitely is like a bit more of a hard rock metal sort of riff sort of thing. Yeah. Um, whereas um, Everything's Zen and Come Down and Glycerine have got more of a pop sensibility to them sort of yeah. thing so i don't know they're very um, catchy I, I could have flipped a coin to have any of those three in here but yeah um everything zen is probably the slightly better one well i have no bush and i've completely <laughs> shaved in my top five <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry um i thought of that about three minutes ago <laughs> i was like debating whether to say it and i'm like and i'm glad i did um so now, this is where I get a little bit of crossover. Um, well, not so crossover, but like... Shame. Um, look, uh, this is when I thought that still, again, like I had a, only had top five albums, and this one wasn't again to the top five albums. Uh, but I had to make sure that there was one track off this album, and I believe this was, may have been a sim- single. Um, I still It's one of my favorite tracks of this band. It's uh, The Day I Tried to Live... By Downgarden, so like this, like Super Unknown is a really good album. I've actually, I never used to like. I mean, no, I never used to um, dig Soundgarden as much as um, the rest of like the Seattle bands. Like, they're a little bit not metally to me, but like I just uh, for some reason it wasn't a big on thing. I I, about two years ago I started listening to them again, and now I'm like really really into them. It's like, oh man, I've really missed the boat on that. Um, But uh, this like this album's really really good, and like I like a lot of tracks off this album. Um, but I think this track has always like "Day I Try to Live." It's it's just a really really well crafted song. I love the bass um, uh, line in it, and when it kicks in, it's it's really loud and sort of just uh, out there. So yeah, um, "Day I Try to Live" num- by Soundgarden number four. Excellent choice. I am going to admit there's, I've done what you've done. I've tried to have next to no crossover. And as of about half an hour ago, I think I have zero crossover. (laughs) So there's, there's a lot. I've got another list here of songs that haven't made my songs list because I didn't want to have the album and the song. Cause otherwise I'm probably just going to have unplugged in grace filling up my songs. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so my number four, uh, again, obviously not in the albums, is Sabotage. Nice, yeah. I mean, this is how the fuck is Sabotage not in a top five? Yeah, 
No, it's um, one, like like he said with Red Right Hand, it's one of the greatest songs of the nineties. Yeah, and this 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 year especially, like if you look like Zombie, Red Right Hand, and um, Sabotage, like they're like synonymous with nineties. Like if you'd, you'd you'd find them on most at least top twenty lists of 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 um of nineteen ninety four, if not the nineties. So yeah, again, um, very much sold by their um. If you've never seen the um. The film clips of Sabotage is amazing. It's like a 70s or 80s cop show um, thing that they're doing, and it's it's just amazing. Hey, hey, do you just keep saying film clip on purpose? No, I changed it up before, but you didn't, ta- you didn't, you didn't um, take notice. Well, it's because why would I notice <laughs> if you use the correct terms? <laughs> have, we, have we talked about our long-running thing here? We must oh, yeah. have. Yeah, everyone... It, it's it's come up quite often that Paul has the incorrect terminology for a music video. Yeah, everyone knows. Okay, so um, again, like um, I only made a couple of like sort of changes after we changed the format a bit, and I've uh, I've swapped out this this number three because. I, need I find to have... it weird that you swap out something high up and like something from below doesn't move up. No, because I have, like, and this is more the crossover thing. So, like, you know, it's still going to be represented. It's going to be represented in a, in a, in a different way. Um, so, uh, my uh, track for number three is No Excuses by Alison Chains. Um, could be my favorite one. Heaven Beside You is, is definitely sort of up there too, but No Excuses is, is great. Um one of the, I think it was one of the first ones I heard. I, I I think I heard this one maybe before, even like a lot of like dirt and and lots of stuff. So it was like when I heard the sort of more heavier stuff, I'm like, oh, this is a scary Allison Chains. I don't like this at all. <laughs> I want <the> no excuses because <laughs> yeah. then and it's such a weird like they 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 they're a weird band, really. When you think about it, like the the their way they dirt is a is I think is a, is an excellent album. Um, and it's sort of, but then the, the, the EPs on either side show a very different side yeah. to this man. And I think I like the EPs a little bit better. And it's, it's a sad, um, idea that where would they have got, would they have continued on with this? Because a lot of people say the same about Nirvana. If they'd continued on, they probably would have got softer and more acoustic. Yeah. And obviously Lane Staley didn't die two years later, but they kind of just fell apart and went on a very long hiatus. Yeah, um, and I, I think they would have gone down more this track. I reckon they would have done yeah. more because, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. Like um, Jerry Cantrell's stuff can be like both sides of the coins sort of too. But like, I think yeah, it would have been a bit more like this. But we'll never know, which is um, unfortunate. But yeah, no excuses is number three for me. Fine choice. Uh, I'm gonna rehash one of yours from my number three is Red Right Hand. Ooh. Very, very nearly could have been number one. Really? Very nearly could have taken it out of the top ten. Considering how much you hate Nick Cave, it's really... Exactly. (laughs) Um, And there's moments where I listen to it and I'm like, this is a bit long. This is a bit much. Maybe I should take it out. But it's just been around for so long and it's been good for so long. And I've just... I I put aside my dislike towards Nick Cave for this song. That's Nick how good like, it is. Nick Cave was the artist that both my brothers like. Both my brothers didn't have like a lot of like crossover with um, their musical taste, but like Nick Cave was one that they both loved, and like so I heard it like I heard Nick Cave a lot when I was growing up. Is that and, good or bad? Um, 
<laughs> That's why I was very depressed. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, they they like they like that. Um, I, I, so I heard this song and and like um, that album quite a lot, like Let Love In. So yeah, definitely deserves a spot in the top five. Um, now my number two, I believe I said this at the time that this song has been a mainstay on like nearly every playlist that I've um, ever had. Like it's, I've always got this on there. And it's Interstate Love Song by Sendor Pilots. I love this ah, song of course. so much. Yeah. Um I love Stoner Pilots a lot too. Like it's it's um they're kind of the mainstays and a lot of people like I don't I, I didn't know realize until later it's like a, a lot of people like disregard them um for a lot of stuff, but I think they're and look, I'm not a big fan of like most stuff after purple. Like I think they, they did sort of go down downhill a bit and um obviously Scott Whalen, I, I wasn't a Velvet Revolver fan or anything like that. But I believe Purple is is a great album, and this one, this this song, is just the minute I heard this, I fell in love with it, um, and just it will always be part of my of my life. Another San Andreas tune, I believe. No, that was Plush. Ah, uh, same thing. No, uh, <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> this this was in and out of my list because it is it is a great song. But it's hard to disconnect the like the when it's overdone, when you've heard it too much, when it just when it becomes just a song, mm. rather than nah. It's, I well, and I've tried like I can play it on guitar and like it's, the, the guitar and bass, like the the, the the I think the Deleo Brothers. It's very nice. Listen to the bass in it. I also love an intro that kind of it feels disconnected from the main from the rest of the song. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, also, another it's very, very um, uh, iconic film clip that goes along with that too. So, um, <laughs> so what's your number two? Uh, if we had done like each other's top fives, mm. I feel like you would have been way off with mine, and I'm going even further away. Victoria Amos. Ah. Partly because it's been a pretty good year. Yeah. But it's such a good song. Mm. I kept. I thought I was going to have Cornflake Girl in my top 10. Like, I thought I was going to come around. But the more I was listening to this playlist and this song. It's, what song is it? It's Pretty Good Year. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's, like, it's got classic Tori Amos about it. But then it's also got a little bit of like moody Porter's head. It's got like that classic pop tone. Like it's it's a full package for me. I always sort of it's like great. um and probably unfairly, I, I kind of lump her in with Fiona Apple sometimes too. Like sort of like um way that she the the songs sort of come together and that stuff too. And um and that's I think Cornflake Girl was definitely on my um my maybes. And it, it nearly, it nearly, I think I might have even um, took it out for a zombie. Uh, but yeah. I, um, I will also admit some recency bias here because I'm not that aware of being aware of this song, you know, yeah, 10, 15 yep. years ago. Like, oh, no. I, like I know I knew it when I heard it, but it, I wasn't listening to Tori Amos in the late 90s or the early 2000s. <laughs> so the song's a bit more fresh to me than 
yeah. some of the others. And I don't like, like I I've never been a much of a I mean apart from then this, this is one of the the benefits of doing this pod is like finding this stuff out and like not you know and like you know I've said before like I was painfully male driven in my music <laughs> for quite a long time so like um mm-hmm. hearing all these sort of um female artists that I should have been um you know exploring at the time and you know still gets to do it now which is awesome um but yeah it sounds like a really good one um yeah i i, I said the, the only one that you got sort of cut out was was for for zombie i think so um it was very close to being in my top 10 and what is your number one <laughs> your number one song of 1994 yeah um i don't know how you feel shame this. now <laughs> well the thing is I do think it's the best song on this album. I do feel like um, this is, it means a lot to me. So it's like, it was a thing of like, what's something that's like echoic and also something that's, um, you know, got the nostalgia for me. And I'm like, this song is also always like, I've, I've always listened to this song. It's just, it's never gone away. And it's uh, Immortality by Pearl Jam. Ah, uh, Yeah. So, I uh, look. Not getting we'll get into albums choice. soon. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, and I just, I just think that if it was both our f- first choice for the top fives of of Itology, and I know like we've we've done a lot, we do a lot of Pearl Jam talking, but you can't, I can't sort of take away from the fact that it's like the best song um, of theirs. It's probably in my top five of their songs of all time. So. Um, yeah, Immortality Definitely. is the number one for me. What about you? Uh, is not Pearl Jam. Uh, <laughs> it's, I'm sure I'm going to regret this. And if we were to redo all these 10 years from now or 10 years ago, it would be very different. It's not well on Wasp, is it? <laughs> I, there is no Alice in Chains. Uh, they, I never considered them in my top songs. Okay. I absolutely rammed Jar of Flies into the ground <laughs> when I started listening to it, and now the songs have lost complete meaning to me. They're amazing songs. Yeah, I yeah. St- still have a lot of love for that EP, but I can't. Is it I a Buckley? Here. No. Um, okay. Again, I'm trying to separate my songs and my albums. Yep. But this. Did you notice I put on uh, Motorcycle Ambulance? <laughs> I did see that. On the playlist. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to ignore that because that did not get released this year. <laughs> it didn't, but I was looking for something that was close to that. Um, and Backwater by Meat Puppets. Whoa. I've been obsessed with since we found it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not a huge Meat Puppets fan. Like, I like them here and there. I wish I'd go on to see them. <laughs> but every now and then, they have a song that just... Uh, it's just perfect to me, well, obviously. Like, they can be a bit messy. They can be a bit weird. They can be off-key. Um, and sometimes that's nice. But this song is... It's not Motorcycle Emptiness. But <laughs> I... This is my. This is probably my favorite song that I've found in this. Second Just play, song play a bit of the play podcast. a bit of the middle, not like the 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 um disjointed opening. Play yeah. some of the middle for for us. It's not disjointed. <laughs> okay. 
I can see the motorcycle emptiness, emptiness of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's a really nice song. It's really simple. It's fun. It's catchy. Oh, good it's... on you for like going out of like your wheelhouse too. Like I'm, I'm like being all safe over here and look at you. Just... Uh, yeah. I, I thought about Last Goodbye. I thought about Immortality. I've got a song listed Stand By You, but I don't know. That's by. from the uh, Pretenders. Oh, yeah. But then, then you cancelled them. <laughs> Correct. Um, even like, I swear. <laughs> because it is one of the greatest songs ever. I know. But- like, it's... <laughs> if we were being a bit more... Um, I don't know. If we were being a bit more um, fair, I suppose, to like popular opinion, I think like our both our things would be a lot different, but... Yeah, um, if I was if I was being Rolling Stone magazine, Backwater is probably not in the top ten. It's going to be Red Right Hand or Sabotage or also, Immortality. The fact that I had to type out "I swear" by All for One like nearly every time I did a <laughs> a, a fact sheet, I'm like, no, that song's not going anywhere in my top. Yeah. Right. So there we go. Our top ten songs. Um, let's go to movies next, and then we'll we'll finish off with the albums. How's that sound? Yes. Okay. Yes, let's. All right. So I thought what would be fun is just to go through and find um, the our month by month what we thought was uh, what, what our top moves were. Do you want me to just quickly go through them? Sure. Okay. So for January, mine was Body Snatchers and yours was Air Up There, but it was very much a, like a, I get. There's so many yeah. movie choices this time, either by you or by me. It's like, I guess it's this because of yep. like, you know, whatever reason. So um, in February, um, mine was Blue Chips. Yours was Blank Check. Uh, in March, Classic. mine was Greedy. Yours was Four Weddings and a Funeral. Um, we both oh, picked... I forgot about that. <laughs> we both picked Serial Mum for April. Um, in May, mine was The Crow. Yours was Beverly Hills Cop 3. Um, for June, uh, yours was Army Intelligence. Mine was Speed. Uh, uh... For July, yours was Angels in the Outfield. Mine was It Could Happen to You. That was a rough uh, month. For August, mine was um, Clear and Present Danger. Yours was Priscilla. Uh, in September, both of ours was Quiz Show. Um, in October, both of ours was Clerks. Uh, in November, mine was Heavenly Creatures. Yours was Interview of the Vampire. And then for December, both of us was Dumb and Dumber. I'm very curious to see how many of those made the uh, top fives. It was, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you just, you don't, you don't know. Like, um, it's just. uh, Do I have to make some quick alterations here? I don't don't know. I'll make time. (laughs) Shit. All right. So Uh, I'm going to go. Oh, you start off now. You do do your number five. And I'm I'm forgetting for your number five. hmm. This is what I'm guessing is your number five is. Uh, Army Intelligence. That is my number 10. Oh. Yeah. My number five is Quiz Show. Ooh. Okay. Because despite right. the uh, testosterone-filled cast, it's such a good film. Hey, guess what? And it's it's so well done. I'm Quiz Show too. Ah, <laughs> uh, I had Quiz Show at number four for you. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I, I just assumed because like I remember you... You've... Inexplicably watched Army Intelligence a lot when you were a kid, and I was yeah. just like, "You seem to know a lot about it." <laughs> um, 
True. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, that's what I have for you. So yeah, um, okay, both of us got quiz show at number five, so that's cool. Uh, what's, your num- what's your number four? Uh, my number four, I had at your number five as well. Uh, is I've I had I was flipped around. Um, was Priscilla, oh. Queen of the Desert? I had Angel in the outfield for you. <laughs> wow, you I'm somewhat of. I didn't even list that in my shortlist. You talked about that a lot on the episode. <laughs> it was a slow month, okay? <laughs> Great. Kids a cycle. <laughs> we talked about we talked about Tony Danza dying a lot. <laughs> it, um, it was good at the time, but it's I I was googling the 94 movies last night because I had like a brief list and I was like, I'm missing something here. Surely there was better films and <laughs> Vampire and Four Weddings and Funeral did not come up in those lists. <laughs> so, so you probably could have made spoilers. a top 10 list if you actually just remembered. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was, I had 11 films listed down. I was like, oh, after seven, these are not great. All right. But yeah, what... Priscilla always had to be up there because it was, it was amazing. Yeah. I, I actually, I wish I put that in. I was like, ah. Uh... I, I also had the. I, I thought it would sneak in. I also had the um, added benefit of being able to listen to your like with Priscilla. You you were like, oh yeah, I'll put that because of this. It was it was not like a strong like, yeah, damn, that was the best film of the thing. It was like, again, it was like it was you. It was your usual like, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you reckon? But no, it, it is, is very very good. I had Priscilla at five for you, and I had Quiz Show at four. I'm um, Heavenly Creatures so, at four. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, like, did you? Did you? You've seen what else came out this year? <laughs> Heavenly creatures had a profound effect on me. I don't know why. I uh, it, like, okay. and this is the thing. A lot of these, um, I if I can like, and I, I hate usually. I usually hate seeing stuff from other podcasts and putting into this. But like, I was listening to Gawley and Russ, and Matt Gawley had this thing of like he had a, he had a uh, like a uh, like a a way to, to, to score movies and it's like it went bad movie bad day good movie bad day bad movie good day and good movie good day so like what you're doing at the time when watching a movie and when you're about to like rate it or review it it has a lot to do with like the environmental sort of um, impact at the time so like you know mm. Um, and I think a lot of these, and like it's, it's, it's sort of clicked the switch for me because I'm like, yeah, like a lot of mine, like if you look at my list, like these movies probably like aren't, you know, fab, fabulous movies, but like Heavenly Creatures for some reason at that time, like I think it was like, it was just, I had some time to myself and I watched it all in one sitting and it was just like, it just for some reason kept me in and I got very, very invested. And at the end, I, when the, the mother gets murdered, I, I was quite affected by that um to the point that it's, i had to look away so it's kind of like when uh a league of their own comes on on a warm sunday afternoon yes yeah yeah, yeah. and also like there's and there's the only sort of um there's also the thing of like a good day can turn a bad movie good sort of thing and a bad movie like so yeah. like they use the thing of like you could be having a good day then you had to watch uh rob zombies halloween and it'll turn into a bad day <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and for me it's this, like this know. is my problem with the film prisoners yes. laura and i watched frozen ground together i was like oh that was okay and then we watched prisoners and went fuck me this is one of the best films ever made but i refused to watch it again 
because it might not be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I get that too. Like, is that Frozen Ground with John Cusack? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, and yeah, Nick Cage um, and Selena Gomez, I think. Yeah, I remember watching that. Um, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, so like it's um, and there's one in particular that I really wanted to put in. It's it's oh, I can say it now because like it would have been the number five spot. Like, I really wanted Clear and Present Danger to be in this top five. Um, because I remember when I watched I'm that, glad I didn't have it down for you. <laughs> when I watched that, I was such it, like I think I'd had like a pretty rough day at school, and this was like this is good movie, bad day. And my, uh, my wife has sort of come home early, and like um, I think she could sense that I just needed like a bit of like um, time, and she like the the boys were with her, and I just like and it was like I started watching it around about like six, and and I was in bed, and I was sort of just <laughs> it was just nice and warm, and like I was just totally into it like i watched the entire thing loved it um no breaks and i was just like look this is amazing um i didn't fall asleep which is you know i was in bed which is like <laughs> that's that's important yeah um it's a big but deal. yeah um so yeah um so heavenly creatures in the number, number four and that was definitely like just like uh, the timing was right and i, I really had a good i mean it's it bad to say i had a good time but like it kept me in so yeah so what's your Did number not see that coming what's your number three my number three was my number one until last night. Um, and I haven't got it in your top five at all. Okay. Because for some reason, I feel like you're better than that. But <laughs> I have to have Dumb and Dumber in my list. I had that number two for you. <laughs> it was there at one point. I had quiz. I actually had quiz show at number three for you. Ah. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, um, that's fair. The underlying male lust between two men. <laughs> oh, that was Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> it's a lot of similarities there. Yeah, there is, yeah. If they, if those, Seeing a theme. If those two um, went on a road trip, like the, the reporter and the and Ralph Fiennes. Yeah. <laughs> Smart um, and smarter. Smart. <laughs> but this is a... It still it still holds up. There's a couple moments that I think, you know, if we were to censor it, would be taken out or you know oh, edited, redone. But... Can I tell you that I was looking for a dumb and dumber post to put up on um the uh, Instagram and my my go to and like it's stupid, but like my go to is pre bird. He tells him about how he sold the blind yeah. to the bird, and then I was like, I was I nearly had it all all ready to go, and I'm like. I don't know whether that's people who are going to find this as funny as I do. <laughs> so I'm not going to put that up. And then I ended up um, doing um, him peeing on him, <laughs> which is it's great. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just like, it was like, it is one of those things where like, we don't, it's not like frat boy mentality, but like, you know, when, when there's stuff that you watch and like, you might find funny, but you know that you're like, you're not going to go to work and it's like, oh, I watched Dumb and Dunner and like, they give uh, uh, the kid a dead bird and I found it hilarious. Like, the stuff you find funny, and it might not be socially acceptable. So, Dumb yes. and Dumb is like one of those movies. It's like you, it, it is kind of like a dirty secret. You're like, ah, uh, I won't tell people that. Like, I, I quote Dumb and Dumb more than I should have. <laughs> but, unless yeah. they're in the, unless they're between, you know, thirty and forty-five. <laughs> yeah, and they, you know, then it's like, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I would love to know what younger generations think of this movie and like other movies of that time because yeah. like it's just it's it would be very very different to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the female aspect for it 
for starters is is not ideal. <laughs> the what? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you're number three. I have Pulp Fiction. You know what? Pulp Fiction did not make it into my top five. Oh, I only put it in this morning. I was like, nah, he's he's not going to do that. And as oh. I said, like before, it's not that I don't like big budget or you know or, or films that are like heaps popular. I do love myself some Pulp Fiction. Um, watching again this time, the uh, Tarantino came, um, like uh, part where he mm. talks about um, the N word, it just it it leaves a pretty bitter taste in my mouth because it and. I I also remember that because we we talked about it on the episode that um in our October episode. I love how he thinks that he can say that shit around Jules and um Vincent, but then as soon as Wolf comes in, like he's such a like it, it, his his whole demeanor changes, and he's like he's he's so like respectful to him and stuff like that. And I'm like, you're saying the N word in front of your black friend, and you think that's okay? Like it, character and director, it's just it's a very weird yeah. character. So I'm gonna. I don't think Reservoir Dogs got into my top five either. Um, I think no. I, I've, I've got high hopes for Jackie Brown because I remember I really love Jackie Brown. I haven't seen it. I, I was going to rewatch it, then I'm like, no, no I'm going to wait for when we do it. I think it's '96 or '97. I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, well, I, I have good memories of it, but it could be it could be bad too. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, for that reason, I'm like, nah, Pop Fiction's out. Sorry. Uh, no, my, 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 my number three is it could happen to you. Fuck <laughs> me. Because I... What is going again, on? Again, <clears throat> good movie, good day. It's so cozy. It's a really likable uh, Nicolas Cage film. I gotta tell you something. <laughs> Rosie Perez. That sounded exactly like Andy Samberg doing Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, uh, Rosie Perez is amazing in it. Um, it's just, it's a fun little movie. It's probably like a bit of, there is a bit of a, like the morality of it's kind of like kind of fucked up, but I, again, I said, said it on the episode, uh, if I saw it out, if I, if I found a copy of that movie, God damn it, would I be taking it? Because I would watch that, uh, over and over. Uh, it's, it's really, really fun. You know, when I looked up all the films that came out that year and I saw that listed, I went internally, I just had a little chuck and went, huh, imagine Paul has that on his list. Number three, no less. Paul would like that one. <laughs> I, look, and Skip. this is the thing that you, uh, you're going to see more and more. Like when I used to work at the video store, a lot of people just assumed that like, they used to ask me about like the latest action or thriller film, but like they'll be more likely to, I was more likely to, to get the new rom-com because like, I just, I grew up in that. I grew up, um, you know, my sister was a few years older than me and my mum, they used to like, our Friday nights would be, you go to the store, but I'm pretty sure their choice would be the one that the whole family watches. And a lot of that was like sort of drama and rom-com. It's like, that's what, that was my... That was, and that's... to be fair, it's not that far from A League of Their Own. No, no. There's and just no like, baseball it, in it. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's, there's just... It's it's just those movies that like, and I know like it's like, it gets more and more problematic as it goes along, and like a lot of rom coms have like a really weird message. This one's just I don't know. I found it kind of sweet. Um, it's got like really weird bits in it, but like <laughs> they kind of all come together. Um, Wendell Pierce plays his best friend, and I think he should be in, should have been in more movies in the nineties. Um, yeah, it could happen to you. 
It just did. <laughs> What's your I have three? us. I have us with the same number two. I was with the same. I I have the same number. Yeah, you know what? We have. I have the same number one and two, but they're switched around. Okay. So, what's your number two? Clerks. I had you as speed. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I thought you liked speed. Yeah, but only because I had to in that month. <laughs> I thought you liked it. <laughs> I did like it, but it's it's not. It's my number eight. Oh my on God. my list. I don't know what your number like, one is then. Speed is, is good here and there. Like it's it's good for what speed is, but it's not All right. So all you have films. clerks. Okay, cool. So like um, how could I not how's it not in up there? Well I had clerks I I had number one for you for clerks. Oh. So your clerks is my number two. Hey, I got one right. <laughs> and then speed's my number one. <laughs> I don't. Oh, that's that's quite a difference. Well, because like, well, no, because I mean, I kind of messed up, messed up the order now. But like, um, I'll quickly like speed again. Like, but me and my wife watched it together, and we just like we just dialed into it. It was, it was very very cool. Like, I was never bored. And then we watched literally. Wait, so watched speed it. is actually your number two. Uh no, Clerks is my number two, and Speed is my number one. So Speed is like I, I for some reason, and then doing the a, a couple of weeks later, we watched it again, and I still loved it. Like it was just, it was just fun. I don't know what about it just made me just forget about my troubles for like two hours, but it did. It could have been. Is this how you felt when I was listening up my songs? Is this how you felt? Just confused and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what's your number one then? Let's we'll talk about Clerks, okay, um, in a sec. But like, I want to know what your number one is. I'm just, I'm perplexed. Wait, so Clerks was your number two. Number two. Speed was my so, number so one. we did have the same one at number two. Yeah, yeah, and rightly so because although again, like Dumb and Dumber, I had debates on both of those because of their flaws and their issues. Mm. But there's no perfect film in 1994. And also, I think Clerks um, kicks off like such a big part of my life. Within you know, I was a big, I'm still am a big Kevin Smith movie fan. Like it's just you know, some people don't like him. I can understand that completely. But I like he's he's funny to me and like this. I still laugh, still laugh quite a bit when we watched it together. And yeah, it's um again though, like you know, I I have not, I've purposely not watched anyone any of his other films for quite a couple of years, for about three or four years, well, since we started doing this podcast. Yeah, because I want to know how they hit <laughs> as they come along, yeah. sort of things. So yeah, yeah. Now this film is like so. There was a tribute concert to Taylor Hawkins recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I shouldn't like, yeah, I, it's good that that happened, but then there's a few people there that I'm like, mm. yeah. So I've been a bit soured on that band recently because of, uh, their own celebrity, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but, uh, a dear friend posted something this morning about how important they were through our lives. So it's, it's disappointing that they're giving a platform to certain people and the way they act and how they are, but it doesn't take away from what they were or what they were to you or how they changed your life. Yeah. And Clerks is 100% one of those. If if Clerks didn't happen, I wouldn't own a movie shirt. I wouldn't have walked into a blockbuster wearing a movie shirt. I wouldn't have the best friend that I have now. So it's a great film, but the way that that has changed and impacted 
my life and I'm, I guess your life as well to to different degrees is like it's immeasurable what what it's done. Yeah, yeah, it's just that that thing of like that butterfly of wings and yeah. stuff is like you just, you just never know what's going to happen. So yeah. yeah, I feel like I should have had it number one. <laughs> <laughs> what is your number one? The fucking Shawshank Redemption. You didn't even watch that. <laughs> it, you don't have to watch it. It's one of the greatest films of all time. I can't see, not have that at number one. See, I okay, okay, okay. Um, so I watched. I I had this on the shortlist for me and you, but I was like, oh, like for me, I was like, look, it was great, but I feel like I want to, I wanted to move away from like, but and I I watched it also. I didn't have that sort of clicking moment. Like I, I liked it and it was good and like I I I enjoyed it and it's it's obviously a brilliant film, but it just didn't have that sort of same sort of oomph for me. And then you just didn't even watch it, so I just assumed it wasn't on your list. Well, I didn't think I needed to watch it. Um I had it down as your number one as well because I thought I know no. it moves away from my songs list and my whole, you know my whole theory of being new and different and Yeah. Not going with the grain. But for for all the films I listed, um, that I had on my short list, excluding Vampire and Four Weddings, which I'd forgot about, <laughs> I I I don't feel like I could not have it in there. Do you um, think Vampires or Weddings would have made it into your top five? Four Weddings potentially could have, maybe yeah. Knockout Quiz Show, um, but I've already got Mighty Ducks two and Lion King on the <laughs> outskirts, which seems harsh. Yeah. Yeah, look, these are these look. I I like look. I love these lists, um, because it just shows for me. It's like <laughs> there's no rhyme or reason to <laughs> what what goes into me liking a film. It's usually yeah. As, it doesn't matter what the content or anything is. Like, who would have thought that a Keanu Reeves film like a few years ago would be top of my list in 1994 when I had like Shawshank Redemption and Pulp Fiction? But like, I just had so much fun. Watching it, and, and again, like, yeah, like like I said with the with the songs in a year's time, five years time, we might listen to this or be look at this list and go, no, how? <laughs> Why would you have said this? But this is how it is at the moment. And yeah, I didn't watch Shawshank. Maybe I should have. Maybe it wouldn't hit me the way I think it does. But that I will. know as far as films go, it's better than everything else on my list, <laughs> except for it could happen to you. Um, so. <laughs> Undiscovered Pearl. Uh, <laughs> guarding Tess and Greedy were also very close to being up there. This is Now I'm sort of glad we didn't do a top 10 because it would have just been cheesy rom-coms for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so can I just quickly do my 10 through to 6, even though I've mentioned them? Yep. Uh, Little Big League missed out. I had Army <laughs> Intelligence, Hoop Dreams, Speed, Lion King, and Mighty Ducks 2. Right. Okay. Um. All right, so let's let's close it all off and let's go to albums. Now, so we've done a top ten albums, uh, but um, I've only guessed your top five. So we'll get through the first ones and then um, we'll Same. get that. So let's go. Oh, I'll do the album. So I'll quickly just go through because, like, we we I've, I've got that too. So uh, for January, I do I did Under the Pink, um, Tori Amos, and you did Jar of Flies. Um, for February, I did Welcome to the Crew World, and you did the Reality Bite soundtrack. Nice. Um, we both picked Super Unknown for March. Um, I did Let Love In by Nick Cave for April, and you did Live Through This by Hole. Um, 
for May, you did Sunny Day Real Estate. No, oh, no, you didn't. Uh, we did both of the Weezer Blue album, but you liked Sunny Day Real Estate. That was it, yeah, it was it was a tough call. Yeah. Um, for June, I did Purple, Central Pilots, and you did Helmet, um, Betty. Um, that was more slim month. Slim month, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, for July, uh, you did Sophie B. Hawkins, Layla. <laughs> And I think I did Arnie DeFranco out of range. So we were, we were another girl, another slim month. We were girl power that one. Um, in August, we both picked uh, Dummy by Porter's Head. Um, Had to. Yep. Yep. Uh, in uh, September, I did Bad Religion, Stranger Fiction. You did Veruca Salt, American Thighs. In October, I did Millen and you did the Clerk soundtrack. Bangers. Um, in two soundtracks for me this year, yeah. Uh, in November, oh, I didn't have that. I think we both did unplugged, yeah, it would have been, yeah. And then, oh no, I did Tina Arena. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because we went away from, <laughs> oh, uh... yeah, no, you, I did Tina Arena, and then you did, um, you did Tina Arena, and I did TLC, that's right, yeah. And then in December, we did, um, Bush 16 Stone because there was nothing else. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, so let's get on to. Uh, so uh, do you want to go first? No, you go. Oh, it's your turn. Okay. I'll go. okay. So um, <laughs> this is again like you know there's a lot of a lot of crossover, but I had to um, this the the top ten uh, the the number ten was like uh, going back and forth. I did mention Beast Boys in my songs, so I did take them out, and I needed to to give some punk representation. I did "Let's Go" by Rancid. Um, not not their best album, but um, still twenty four tracks of pure Jesus. <laughs> pure San Francisco punk rock that um, I learned how to play every single note of, and uh, I can't not let it get onto a top end list. So "Let's Go" by uh, Rancid is my number ten. That album must have gone for at least thirty minutes. <laughs> 35. My number 10 is Live Throwing Copper <laughs> because the first half of the album is amazing. You can laugh at it, I will. but it's that or John Frusciante. So what do you want? Uh, dude, I was waiting for you to throw some Frusciante shit in our, uh, in our songs. Which which ones are going to be Untitled Seven or Untitled Eight? <laughs> There's some decent stuff on there, okay? Is it? Yeah, I didn't hear. Also, it. Also, I um I forgot to mention see the Inverica Salt um missed out on my song list. I had um Oh Hail Me as one of my uh. songs, um which I've never seen the um uh, music video for, and I did uh, recently. Yeah. So good film clip. Um, Correct term. Well done. So- <laughs> No, I just ruined it. Uh, so my number nine, I'm not going to stick on my live phone cover for too long. <laughs> I'm just going to be straight past that. First half is so good. Okay. Uh, Super Unknown by Soundgarden. Uh, wow. Now. Yeah. That's so, low. Yeah, like uh, in comparison sort of thing. So like, I think it's a great album and definitely these days more like, I mean, back, back in the day I would have been like, I oh, like Spoonman and My Wave and a lot of stuff just like the singles but like, there's a lot more to like in this album than the singles. Um, you've got like um, Mailman's a really good song. Um, and then like, obviously I kept my uh, don't, Day I Tried to Live was on my top songs as well. But yeah, uh, it needs to be out there. Um, there's a really good article you can read too about, uh, I believe, 
they were they were recording Super Unknown. I believe they were recording it at the same time as another band. I can't remember what it was, but there was there's a lot of crossover. I think it's a Rolling Stone interview. So if you can find that, um, but yeah, um, give it give it a go. I mean, give it a go. I'm sure everyone else is giving it a go. But yeah, number nine, <laughs> Super Unknown, uh, it's by Soundgarden. Is have you? So you went through what we had each month. Mm-hmm. Is your winner for each month? Obviously not, because it's there'll be twelve albums in those top ten. Is there any that you didn't pick for the month that are in this list? Yes. Same. Which is, okay. Which is weird when you think. About it. <laughs> it's a bit weird, but then there's there's a couple months there with like a lot of good releases. Also, we didn't um, we didn't allow Vitology Unplugged to be at. Well, we didn't. Know. I yeah. mean, Unplugged was fine, but like, yeah, I don't think we we picked them, but yeah. Um, and there's a couple of runner, runners up. I think that could have had a looking because there's like September yeah. and. August were big months, so yeah. So yeah, that, number, that was hard to choose. What's your number nine? My number nine is Green Day's Dookie. Yeah, see that one didn't come into my top ten. Wow. Yeah, like I, I, Shit. I, I was. Oh, there goes one of my spots for you. <laughs> see, like I, um, as as much as like there was like punk representation in there, I was like, as far as Dookie goes, yeah, it's like super important. But um, I just don't listen to Green Day a lot as much anymore um and it's like that it's that choice between picking nostalgia and picking like something that i actively still listen to and like green day is just not something that i pick up much anymore and go i'm gonna listen to green day today um yeah not i probably other- never listened to it but when we listened to it that month yeah every single song i was like fuck this is still this is so good yeah and not not e- to every say every track that, like, is yeah and i'm not downplaying green day green day is great um i don't think it's like you know teenage stuff or anything like that i think it's i think it just didn't like for some reason it just didn't blip on my radar for some reason um yeah, maybe ten years, ago, 10 years ago probably may, may have maybe maybe i'll uh it'll reignite for insomniac when it comes <laughs> like um uh, next year i think so i don't know we'll see we'll see it's your number eight welcome to the cruel world by ben harper uh um, oh, one of wow. my my finds and one of my cha- changes in judgment because i never used to like ben harper that much and then um, this one, especially with the track "Mama's Got a Girlfriend," now that was actually in my top tracks, and then I I I took it out to put the whole album in because I listened to that album quite a lot. And then like it was in February, I think there wasn't a whole lot going on that month, <laughs> but I remember no. playing it, um, and it was definitely the the standout of that month. But then like it's it's a couple of songs on that album still have stayed in my my playlist, and um, uh, yeah, good stuff. And it's like I'm I'm now excited to hear what happens next with with um with harps i'm impressed b harps uh mine is mine my number eight's been up and down okay a little bit uh but it's holes live through this ah it's on my short list for you or for me for me and for you um yeah it's just there was just enough on it that I, I couldn't ignore it i mean i don't it doesn't mean more to me than dookie or throwing couple like it hasn't been in my life as much but for the amount of disrespect i showed hole and courtney love <laughs> um i feel i need to redeem that sometimes warranted. let's say yeah sometimes warranted. maybe but i think it's warranted that this should be in a top 10 because have, it it's great have you ever seen that footage of dave goal um i think they're doing rehearsal and he says something and she storms out. 
No, it's quite funny. Oh. <laughs> also, I don't think... um, yeah. <laughs> we, we got to the Ted Lasso episode last night where someone says Dave Grohl. Which uh, what season you're on? Uh, we're in two now. Oh man, you're gonna burn through it so much. Yeah, it's almost over. I'm, I'm quite sad. Have you cried yet? Pretty much from the start. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 uh it's triggering. I probably should have said that before you started. It's it's very triggering. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If you know if you haven't watched Ted Lasso yet, god damn it, do it. Um. We'll talk more about that off mic. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, my next one's Purple by Sentinel Pilots. So that is my um, number seven. Um, do, you, do you feel that's a bit low for you or is it? Uh, it's getting no, tough. It's getting tough now. In comparison to like what's in my top five, I think it's still like, I love some Sentinel Pilots, but like they're not exactly the deepest band around. Um, and there was just more important albums to me that can't that went ahead of it like this was this is like my fun album like and there's like an album that i like how to play along to and it's like but i didn't have like a it's not something i put on when i'm feeling feelings it's just it's just an album that's like that's fun um and deserves to be in the top 10 but just not in the top five okay so i don't want to upset anyone <laughs> Um, hopefully none of my friends are listening other than yourself. Fatality? Yeah. I, I don't know how or why, um, it's had such a fall from grace, but when I stack it up against some of these other albums, there's great songs on there. And I, I love Vitality. Like I I would never tire of it, but as a whole album, I don't think if I can take out of my, take my love and biasy out entirely. I don't think it's better than anything that's coming after it here. It's my number six. It begins oh. not, not, yeah, because like it's the same thing. It's like there's just a little bit too much noodling around shit on it to like to make me sort of like go. I just I think it was like look, I'm not gonna say it's like an insincere or like incomplete album, but I, I just think it was a little bit rushed, and I think um, it was just it's rushed. Like, you know, it's a bit of a fuck you. It's we don't care anymore. We're kind of imploding. Yeah, Here's Satan's bed. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, and, uh, that song should never be on any album. And it's just like, you know, it's like it, you don't hear many albums where like the tension is palpable. And like obviously you sort of you have to read about it to know about that. But like when you when you hear about how the band was going at the time, it's like, oh, that makes total sense if I told you is the album that it is. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not as good it's, as. That's yeah. not to say it doesn't have highlights. Like Better Man is obviously an incredible song. Yeah. Last Exit is great. Not For You is um it's a good time live like there's a lot of great moments on it but this and no co just don't feel like complete well, not, and flowy and that's not talking about no code yet because like you know yeah but still different yeah. opinions of that because yeah, i liked it i hmm. know so. <laughs> oh, i love it <laughs> but they don't have that album flow feel like 10 and verses did yeah yeah this is definitely like a um uh a on the road to on the road to Pearl Jam, this is this definitely sort of took a detour. Um, mm. and yeah, uh, so what's your so number my number six is Vitology. What's your number six? Uh, dummy. Oh, okay, yeah, my top it's it's hard, it's, it, it probably could have made it in, but because I haven't listened to its entirety for very long, like I feel like, yeah, I knew some of the songs for a long time, but I'd only really just started listening to the, the whole thing this year. Yeah. So it didn't have a lot of grasp on me, but 
yeah, it's enough to put above Vitology, apparently. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get into number f- our top fives now. So we're going to start sort of predicting some stuff. Um, so what do you think my number five I, is? I had Dummy for your number five. No. I'd pour his head for you. No, uh, Stranger Than Fiction by Bad Religion is my number uh, five. Um, I forgot about that stuff. Uh, still, yeah, a very, very major album in my punk evolution, and um, the what made me fall in love with Bad Religion as a band, and um, the one that I stole off my brother constantly, which he hated. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's for me, it's like a flawless album, and it's like, and a lot of a lot of people don't like it because it was their departure from Epitaph, like the sort of it went they went to Atlantic, which was a, a major, so were, everyone was screaming sell out, but it's still a, ma- a amazing album. So yeah. Um, number five is Transfiction by Bad Religion. I had for your number five, Unplugged by Nirvana. Ah, oh. I respect that you've got that quite low. Yep. Uh, it was actually Soundgarden Super Unknown. Oh, okay. There you go. Which has danced around a lot in my top five. <laughs> it is. It's an album that, like, you know, um, I, I, I liken it to Purple. Like, um, I don't sort of listen to it for, like, you know, if you're sort of feeling big feelings sort of thing, like it's just something to put in the background. It's, it's it's fun to listen to sort of thing. So it's like it's it's easily sort of pushed around. Yeah, and it's easy to forget about how good it is. Like Dookie, mm. um, for me, like every song on here is amazing. I think it flows really well as an album. It's as a kid, I loved how long it was because I felt like I was getting good value. Because <laughs> in England, CDs were not cheap. <laughs> So if you got something that clocked over an hour, you're like, okay, yeah, your mum's I'll take working, it. Your mum's working out per dollar how much minute of music you get. <laughs> she didn't need to know. Uh, but yeah, there's just there's too many good songs on here. It's not my favourite Soundgarden album, but it's uh, I, I'm very comfortable with it being in my top five. Okay, cool. All right, what do you think for my number four? I've made a big mistake and. I probably should have had Liz Fair and I've put in Tori Amos for some reason. Nah, I've got Dummy Porter's Head is at number four. Ah, so close. Um, again, yeah, I was the same. I actually re-listened to this album um, this week because I was just wanting to, to to cement it into my top five because I was like, am I just listening to the singles? And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, the entire album's like great for me. So yeah, this is what this is definitely one that like makes me feel feelings. So um, mm. yeah, I um, sometimes not great ones, but yeah. Uh, this one um, is yeah, super important. I think it's like um, even this is one of the ones that I will say that even as I've said like a lot of my musical tastes in my teens were male dominated. Like when I first heard, yeah, um, Butters Heads Glory Box. Like yeah, it's it does things to you, um, and I've I've always uh, held it in high esteem. So yeah, um, Dummy by Butters Head is definitely number four in my top five. Good choice. I I feel like I could have had it in a five, well, but I had it, I had you as having it at number four as well. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, the, we started out with the right letter. Um, this album has been in and out. Once we went to ten, I thought it's definitely in there, and it slowly creeped up to four. The more I've listened to it this week as well. Okay. Sunny Day Real Estate's Diary. I had that number two for you. It it could have been. Yeah. I've thought about changing it the whole time we sat here because. The more I listen to it, it's so fucking good. I replaced so I re- many good songs on this. 
Uh, I replayed the episode where you said, and I was like, cause, and I, I didn't, because I, I didn't really think much, but I said, oh, what do you think about it? And like, there's a little silence, and you go, you go, I love this album. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we're putting that right up there. And so. I've, I've only started to love it more. So yeah. having it number two is a good shout because it, it definitely could have been. But yeah. I think nostalgia's got to me a little bit. Yeah, I like. Um, it's yeah. one that I've I've still got. I think I've got a couple of songs in my playlist. Um, I think it's just. I think at the time I said it was just a bit um, of a of a trudge to get through, which is like you know if you like that sort of stuff, it's good. But like I was like I was wanting some like pace to it, and it's all very very slow. <laughs> and it's like not like there's moments. I don't know. It's it's just such a good blend to me of a band I won't mention. Um, but like this kind of emo-y sound, but this kind of like early grunge sound. It's just got these little elements, and yeah. then out of nowhere, they've got this. And I thought this was a cover. I thought this was from something else. I can't find it's ever been in a film. It kind of sounds like Gomez. It, <laughs> bit, yeah. it, I don't. I don't know. It's a bit Ben Fold. It's very weird. What track is it? Um, this is called Furton Skirto. <laughs> I think it's from, it's near the end of the album, and it's. It's just very, very nice. And I did not expect it when listening to the rest of the album. Um, but yeah, it's it probably could have and should have been higher, but it's definitely yeah, a worthwhile like listen. I feel like it's it's um in some ways, uh in the nineties at least, a lot of bands were allowed to have those little experimental um tracks in their like on their albums and stuff, and it's like it's yeah like i i i'm like these days i think they're very much like um you gotta make sure that the entire album's like sort of uniform and and, and doing this sort of, but i think yeah people are a little bit better with like you know letting them have like a bit of um of giving them a bit of space and saying like well you know just do some other stuff too so yeah um also their song seven uh was in my top five new songs probably is my number one or two but then uh i took it away so i could get the album in <laughs> fair enough very good song um all right so number three is it yeah i had dookie for you which i now feel silly about <laughs> unplugged by nirvana is my number three same so yeah i, I look and is maybe some of it's like that I know that we're not going to get another release apart from Muddy Banks the Wishka like in a couple of years time. But like, I listen to this a lot. I watched it a lot. I um, played along to it a lot. Um, lots of half tune, half tuning down to yeah. <laughs> get it in in tune and stuff like. That. It's funny. Um, a lot, I I always I find a lot of um, outtakes. Like I follow a couple of grunge pages and a couple of you know there's just those suggested things that come up on Instagram, but like there's a lot of yep. outtakes that you see from Unplugged there where Kurt's being very funny, um, and also if you get a chance, mm-hmm. there is a um, I can't I can't remember who it, it might have been Rolling Stone, it might have been someone else, but there was a um, an oral history of the of the recording, and that's where like you know, I found out that Chris Novoselic was practicing the scale run for Man Who Sold the World like over and over in his hotel room like the night before <laughs> they were doing it and just you know they're, they're like a lot of stuff was very last minute a lot of stuff was just um yeah um they did apparently they did like two or three 
shows and then they sort of just mix together the the best bits um, which I was, oh, I, thought it was, I thought it was all one thing, but yeah, apparently there was yeah, there. me they, too. They, I think they did at least two runs of it. So yeah. wow, um, I did not know that. Yeah, so um, but yeah, it's it's good. And I, I remember I, I got um, we have a um, a cheap shop here called um, Cunningham's Warehouse, and they used to sell <laughs> these things called uh, unauthorized, um, which are quite apparently quite uh, worth quite a lot of money now. Like it was just like these um, bootleg um, live shows from um, bands, and they were about ten bucks each. And I bought a Nirvana one that had unplugged on it and also it had um had unplugged and also had that show from mtv live where they start off with radio friendly unit shifter yeah um the one where they do drain you and he does a scream it's like it's a really really good um show but i never realized that they 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 cut out half the show of the unplugged so for the, for the first couple of years listening to it i didn't know that there was like um more than one meat puppet song on there <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that they played since I was like, oh, this is why you buy official things and <laughs> not yeah. unauthorized shit. And um, then it must have been a good 10 years ago now when they released officially their little outtakes. Because I, I remember trying to find on LimeWire and Kazaa, there was like a snippet of Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. And just like little commercial break, chit chat and stuff that you could some download girl, if you got lucky. Some girl um, yells out, rape me. And he's like, I don't think MTV will let us play that. <laughs> oh, it would have been so good if they did, though. Um, I had uh, Vitology for you at number three. So, um, I had Unplugged at number one for you. Ooh. And I feel a bit dirty not having it there myself because it's it was so important. Like, this was... We drove to Port Lincoln and back as, as kids for a one and only holiday. And this was, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, the only cassette we had. <laughs> and I, I've mentioned it before how horrible I feel looking back when he would sing, I don't have a gun. I was like, oh, yeah, you did. Oh, um, but I was, I was, read, read the room. Man. <laughs> well, my siblings didn't know. They didn't care. Everyone, I'm sure at the time we were very detached from it. it was like, yeah, he killed himself. And now I'm like, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Um, well, let's, let's look into that. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, but yeah. And then when I found heavier than heaven, oh, like yeah. this album was already, you know, at, the echelon of this was untouchable and then reading the excerpts from from that about this show and the moments around it and how he felt and how he was going and how he got through it and it's yeah i I still feel a bit weird that i don't have it at number one yeah but it's a compilation to a point so (laughs) true yeah no (laughs) um so my number two i had vitology which was obviously a way off it's Grace by Jeff Buckley. So, um, love this album. Again, um, this is one that, like, you know, you feel a lot of stuff too. Um, Lover I Should Have Come Over was on my songs list, but that um, got taken out once we um, once I started, like, I didn't want to cross over. That is my favorite song on the album. But also, like, I mean, I mean, I, I know it's amazing, and I know I love the guitar work, but the the the, the track I routinely skip is usually Hallelujah. <laughs> it's just for some reason it just sort of lingers a bit too long. Um, but I do yeah. understand that, like you know, if you sometimes when you listen to it, it's quite haunting and 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 good because it's just him in the, in the guitar. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those songs. Uh, good day, good song. Then it's just oh yeah, it's yeah. untouchable. And um, I like I love Grace. I mean, I, I've always wanted to be able to play the guitar riff to, to the main riff to grace and it's just like he's 
Is as it even as, possible? Oh, I don't know. Because I mean, as, as, as much as um, he was an amazing singer, his guitar work is just ridiculous. It's just unfathomable. Like, to do that and sing at the same time is just amazing. So, um, Grace by Jeff Buckley is number two for me. What's your number two? Um, I had something I'm very, real for you. Of course. Uh, I'm very intrigued by your number one now. Yeah. Um, mine... It's funny that you had uh, Sunny Day at number two because my number two beat Sunny Day that month. Uh, Weezer? It is Weezer. Um, again, another album that was in and out. Like, I, Because I don't have a, a huge connection with Weezer, I felt like maybe it wasn't worthy, but I do not skip any songs on this album. No. Uh, maybe Buddy Holly every now and then, but that's not because it's a bad song. But this for a debut... This album yeah. is it's ridiculous. Well, it's I hope so good. Agree Everything on this album is is perfect. My number one is the blue album by Weezer. Is my album. Get out of here! Yeah, <laughs> I love this album so much. Um, I found it's the perfect bridge between punk and alternative and grunge. Like it's it's um, it's an album that I will listen to at any point of a day. It's an album that I've never ever got sick of. It's an album I'd never skip. Um, it's an it's an album that I've I've um, done like a track by track with another mate <laughs> um, on on radio for that. Like you know, and I gush about every single song. Like it's just it is it is for me a perfect album. So um, yeah, I I make it number one um, above all else for nineteen ninety four. I'm somewhat ashamed to say. Like I, I knew about it. Like I knew the songs. I didn't know all of them. Yeah. But uh, in a previous band, when we covered "Say It Ain't So," yeah, I discovered that "Say It Ain't So" is an incredible song. And then I went and listened to the rest. I was like, "Holy shit!" Every song in this album is actually yeah. A lot of people just throw great. away. Um, and look, <laughs> Weezer has not done many favors for themselves in the uh, in the ongoing years to make anyone take them seriously. I get that. I get that a lot of people don't like Weezer. I get a lot of Weezer fans don't like Weezer anymore because of like what they and look, you can't tell them that they don't. You can't tell them they don't try new things. That's awesome. But as far as like his lyrics go, I do feel like this and Pinkerton has is the lion's share of his of his best lyrics. And um, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, like we said about Dookie, about like uh, it's it's easy just to think that it's a simple punk band, but then when you read the lyrics and work out like behind that sort of you know fairly sort of pop chord progression there's a lot of stuff going on in the background of the lyrics so and um, this was this was my introduction or life-changing moment of like distorted guitars but a soft voice yeah yeah like, I, I didn't, realize I didn't I'm, think those things went together, but I don't, I, I, do not, I've never seen Weezer live, um, but I didn't realize until I saw like footage that um, Rivers does like a lot of the solos. Like I thought he was more like the um, the the rhythm sort of section, but yeah, he does the yeah. solo to um, "Say It Ain't So," and he does like a solo to like he does a lot of, a lot of the the solos to the, the songs on the first album. Um, and we went into like you know they did a lot of vocal like singing um, lessons um, to sort of get those harmonies. Cause like one of the things, one of the earmarks of Weezer is that they're, they're amazing harmonies and um, yeah. Harmonies are quite hard too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I, I was fortunate. No one wants to go low. Everyone wants to go high. <laughs> yeah. 
I was fortunate enough to see them in 2005 on the Wii Fighter tour, which everyone called the Fuza tour, which I was not a fan of. Wii Fighter is much better. Um, And yeah, that was probably when I I first realized that they're more than Buddy Holly and, and they're quite good. Yeah. Yeah, they they have turned like the the corner into and like look, I don't give a shit. Like if you like them for that reason, it's cool. But they have turned into like a bit of a um, I don't know, like a good time band, like kind of like the Pennywise. <laughs> like a lot of a lot of people that are, I I I see footage or photos of people at Weezer and and also by extension Foo Fighters concerts, and I'm like, I'm not sure I want to be in the same room as them listening to this because like. Um, they're the kind of band that has a lot of casual fans yeah yeah and it's like and that's what you can be a casual fan lots of stuff but like it seems very um not my scene (laughs) yeah um uh, one of my friends that i um said that he got a chance to see them play a club show in melbourne um a few years ago where they played pinkerton in full and then i punched him in the face because that's so nice i I hope they didn't do the um the the, the bit. The what? There's a little racist bit. I'm sure they still did that. <laughs> yeah, they probably still did that. Uh, um, so to finish, my number one. Yeah. Grace. Of course. Yes, I thought. Surely it'd be everyone's number one. <laughs> I had I had you as Weezer as well. <laughs> I thought we were going to be number onesies. I'm sorry. Um, Close. No, nah, but it's, it's just funny. It. It's, it's like both of us have got the same. We the same uh, top one and two to switch around, so yeah, that's cool. And it's it's nice that it's unlike the the films and I guess my songs list. You you can't ignore these ones. Like you can't just throw in a random like, oh yeah, this deserves it because it was cool yeah. or different. Like no, you, this is Grayson, it, it belongs to be. <laughs> yeah, everything about Jeff Buckley when I found this, like this is probably one of the first times I noticed a drummer outside of Dave Abrazee's, um, even the bass, every element in his songs is important. It's not just, ah, he's got a great voice and the guitar's cool. Like every musician. These songs are so well-crafted. And I don't know how long he had these songs for, but they're so well-crafted. They're one of those ones that like, (laughs) it's one of those ones where like, you know, because both of us have been, you know, somewhat songwriters at some point. And then you get to that one. You get to the end of like something that you wrote that you like are pretty proud of. Then you like listen to this again. It's like, oh shit, I didn't spend any time on this at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's but then amazing. it's when like with with artists, you feel like you can over. I'm not calling myself an artist. I imagine for most people, you don't want to overdo something and work too much on it and try and over perfect it. Which yeah. these songs feel like they should, but they do not. They're still like it's this, like this... he stopped right at the point of like this is exactly perfect. If we do anything more, it's going to be too much. Yeah, yeah. Like I sometimes I sometimes agree with now. Like listening to Eddie talk about um, ten and the production. Like when we listen back to that again, I'm like I, I somewhat see it now because there's, there's some stuff there where it, they do go past the point of like it being necessary. Um, and like you know that's the thing of like you don't like it takes you years of listening like some people it takes a lot less but i think it takes years of listening to music to realize what's overproduced and what's underproduced sort of thing and what's just yeah. right um, when you have a song an album that sounds like it's more than just two or three guitars yeah there's a lot going on but yeah
so good. Yep. A genius. Yeah, he is. Uh, um, cool. Well, that's, that is 1994. Um, and that is us uh, out for, we're now out for a, f- a couple of months. We're going to come back in November. Um, I'm not gonna put a date on it yet, just in case like th- things take longer than what we thought. But the um, the tentative date is the fourth of November. We'll be back for 1995. Um, hopefully, doing a bit more in person recording. Hopefully, doing a bit more, um, having some more guests uh, come back. Um, I remember guests? Oh, guests. Um, we're gonna. There might be like a, a couple of changes. Um, we're, we're, yeah, we're looking looking on some stuff because we've done five. We're at the halfway point now, so we're gonna get into really get into the 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 mud and the the grime of the 90s now because um from this point that's all there is (laughs) well from this point onwards this is like very much like um i i i can now remember seeing certain films in in cinemas and buying albums like you know this is like where i get to really sort of relive um my teens and um i don't even think that i mentioned that my grandparents took me to see richie rich at the cinema oh really <laughs> i was at t2 plaza seeing richie rich oh nice That's i don't remember seeing it because someone fainted in the lineup to go in and that's all i remember <laughs> of it but i know we were going to go see richie rich oh my calling oh. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like there was a lot of old people taking their grandchildren <laughs> that day <laughs> Was, it would have been it would have been the summer of um what ninety four ninety five so it was just like uh there's probably just heating fortune yeah yeah um and Scottish people <laughs> oh it's over twenty one Jesus yeah <laughs> uh so yeah we're gonna we're gonna do um uh we're at the halfway point so yeah looking forward to that um obviously it all depends on schedules and covidness and lots of stuff but we're looking. Not too bad. I'm gonna touch wood a, ton, a dozen times now, um, but yeah, hopefully get into some some guests. Uh, keep subscribed to us because we do have a couple of things coming up um, in the off season. Um, we use we got a uh, we've got a ghost a special ghost hunting episode coming up, and we usually do a watch along at some point. We're gonna work out which one it is. Uh, well, maybe we should try and uh, sync up our. A ghosty episode with ghost files which i believe is oh yeah not too far away and maybe then, they'll um, sync up with us <laughs> and then we've um we're gonna potentially be on the radio too and we'll, we'll like follow us on instagram and we'll give you the links for that because uh we have um yeah a couple of friends that you 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 met at footy <laughs> yep um see sport does pay off sometimes um which is is now available to watch on uh channel 44's website i believe i saw that yeah yeah um we should put a link up on the um on the page so uh yeah um a lot of stuff going on in the in our off season um but we have a bit of a well-deserved break because we've done quite a lot in succession and uh i need Mm. i need to rest my voice i need to rest my uh uh, my not my nineties knowledge for a bit, <laughs> just um, yes. But to tell you the truth, my what I'm watching at the moment <laughs> is Star Trek: The Next Generation, Cheers, uh. and Quantum Leap. <laughs> so I'm just basically regressing back into the eighties a bit. Um, but this is that's my uh, that's my happy places at the moment is just uh, um, Iron Family ties too. Yeah, so just some just some good old uh, network TV, which is always good. Um, I should go and watch Breaking Bad, but it scares me. So, no. 
just watch Critical Soul instead. I can't. And, and I want to decide I, if you want to watch Breaking Bad. Look, first. I would rather watch that, but I've been told by many people that I can't without watching Breaking Bad first. So I guess I have to do that. No, nah, you can't. Soul's the prequel. Start with the prequel. Yeah, I, look, I'm not going to get into this right now. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to go back to a Led Tasso time. Oh, man. And yeah, everyone should watch Ted Lasso. Thank you so much for listening to us for 1994. Come back for us in 1995. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And uh, check Feel out... Feel free to give think... us five-star reviews as yeah, well. Do, because check out Do You Think I'm Spooky, as well, our, our podcast where we go through that. That's still going on at the moment. So if you if you, if you really joins in for some some of this, <laughs> um, then uh, yeah, definitely come back. Um, come over there and subscribe. And um... If you're tired of hearing, hearing uh, Paul and I agree on things, <laughs> come over to Spooky Town. Oh, man. We can debate the worst show ever made. we ever disagree with that? Yeah. All right. See you, everyone. Bye. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at mildscribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell your neighbour, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax.